Welcome to another episode of the Lone Recruiter Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Clements, and if you're a recruiter out on your own or just lacking general advice or mentorship, you've come to the right place. Our episodes are designed to give you the motivation, the advice, and the expertise you need to become the very best Lone Recruiter. So join us, grab a cup of coffee, and let's take your desk to another level. Now, today I want to talk about what you should outsource and what you should do yourself. Because I do get asked this a lot, you know, when you're growing a business or you're growing your desk, there's always that question of, I want to do more. So what's that high value stuff I should be doing? And what's that stuff I should be outsourcing? And I know when you start a business, when I started a business, when I see someone start on a a new business themselves, or they're paying for the tools themselves, they always ask themselves, what can I, what can I do myself, you know, that's going to save me some money? And I was really fortunate when I started out of my own because I was doing that. I was trying to do my accounts. I was trying to do my, um, what do you call it, my um, my invoices. Um, yeah, I was trying to clean the office. I was trying to. I was trying to do everything right. I was the doorman. I was the mailman. I was everything right. Um, and I had an advisor, a financial advisor, say the words. Just make sure you're not making false savings. And I was like, what do you mean? They said, well, you think you're saving money, right? But if you're doing those tasks, yes, you might be saving money on on transacting for that specific task. But what opportunity are you losing because you're not at your desk doing your craft, which is recruitment? And it's really stuck with me. And it was at that point I ended up going, bugger it, I'm going to hire people, going to get an office, let's go. And I've never looked back. Um, so I do get asked a lot in this episode today, again, is what do you outsource and what do you do yourself? And I've got some really simple lenses for you to look at, uh, or look through um, to help you work out yourself and what you do because everyone is different. And I, I'm the first to say that. But look, let's just start with what are the four kind of groups of tasks that you can do as a recruiter? And what I mean by that is um, obviously one group of skills is your recruiting skills, like the expertise uh, that you have, that only you have, it might be your eye on your market, you know, it might be, you know, just that, that stuff that makes you who you are as a recruiter. It's like interviewing, negotiating, talking to clients, referencing that sort of stuff. That, that That's one group of tasks, right? Um, you've then got these other groups of tasks and you've got, you've got repeatable or automatable um, tasks. You've got low value tasks. They got to get done, but they're low value to you. Um, and then you've got tasks that are actually um, expertise that are greater than yours, right? So you might think you're doing the right thing by doing your books, your accounting books, but I'm going to guess an accountant's going to do it better than you. So they're the four. It repeatable work, you've got low value work, you've got expertise that are greater than yours, and you've got your expertise. They're the four main groups of tasks that you could possibly do. And within that, obviously, we go into a little bit more detail. But before I do that, right... We need to work out what you're worth. And and what I mean by that is we all know what we bill annually. I mean, recruiters are very good at going monthly, quarterly, annually, this is what I bill. But do you know how much you make per hour? Because all of the service providers that you are going to potentially engage with, whether they be legals, accounts, cleaners, whatever, they're going to have an hourly rate, right? And you need to know, you need to benchmark, is paying them better use of my money than paying myself. Because when you decide to do a task, you're essentially paying yourself. You need to look at it this way. So let me let me run you through some numbers. Any given year, and I know we all work more or less hours, but let's just say we do an eight-hour day and you work 46 
um, weeks in a year. Once you include public holidays, once you include your four weeks annual leave, you you roughly work 1,840 hours in a year. It's actually not a lot. When you say it like that, it just sounds, it doesn't sound big enough. But 1,840 hours per year is what you do. So if you make $700,000 a year, divide that number by 1,840 hours and you will get your hourly rate. So that will be $380. I'll give you a couple here. You can do the math yourself, but just just if you're listening, $500,000 billings in a year, divide that by the amount of hours you work in a year, which is 1,840. You'll have your your hourly rate is 271, right? And if you're a $300,000 biller or you've done $300,000 in that year, divided by 1,840 hours, you get $163 per hour. We're not cheap. Like I feel like you could go and see a physio, a chiro, a doctor, for less than that. So what we do is actually, yeah, pat yourself on the back. Like you have a good hourly rate. So what you want to do is, one, work out what your hourly rate is. Based on your billings, your average billings, work out how much it costs your clients to work with you per hour. Um, Now what I want you to do is look at those four groups of tasks. So let's just start with the repeatable, automatable tasks. Now when I say automate, obviously... We're talking technology. Maybe you've got an automated email reach out system. Maybe you've got some automation around CV formatting. Maybe you've got some automation around referencing. Whatever that might be, you need to ask yourself, is it cheaper to automate it or is it cheaper for me to do it based on my hourly rate? Nine times out of 10, you're going to say that repeatable automatable tasks need to be outsourced because they are time wasters. I would be very supportive of that. So, you know, maybe automation around outreach, database management, whatever. You can work out what goes in that bucket. But I would say definitely you want to be outsourcing those those tasks. You've then got low-value tasks like cleaning an office, reading emails, getting ink for your printer, um, what else, you know, supplies for the office. Um, just, just things that have to be done, things you need done to operate, but really any monkey could do it. Um, I'm almost guaranteeing that your hourly rate is higher than and a gopher, someone who does two hours a week just doing your errands, it might be worth you saying, hey, I want to pay you two hours a week, four hours a week to just do these these menial, you know, repet- like menial nothing tasks, but they need to be done. Maybe it's getting a PA for, uh, you know, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily need to, need to be work, right? It could actually be in your personal life. If you're finding that half your day is actually running errands for yourself, going to the pharmacy, going to Coles, you know, um, running errands around town, it might be worth you thinking about getting a, a, a PA for half a day a week. Like a physical PA here, I will pay you 30 bucks an hour to run around and do my tasks. 30 bucks an hour compared to your 160 to $380 an hour, that's nothing. So it's actually worth it because if you're sitting at your desk, you'll make more money paying them and doing your, your craft than doing it yourself. False savings. Um, then... Then you've got the expertise that are greater than yours, right? And this is where I think people get really confused is they go, oh, geez, like an accountant's expensive or, you know, having an IT provider is expensive or doing legals is expensive. I would argue that, yes, it is, and they're probably going to charge similar rates to what your hourly rate is, but the brain power that goes into trying to understand the complexity of all that stuff and actually making sure that it's done correctly 
I think I think that is is the very reason why you outsource those tasks. Don't try and do your accounts yourself. Don't try and bookkeep yourself because chances are you will get it wrong. You won't maximise the outcomes either and you don't have that advisory piece to ask them questions when you need them because when you run a business, as you know, accounting, IT, legals, they're the ones that, that, that can suck a lot of time and you want to be able to throw that work to someone. That's probably going to be your greatest cost when you outsource, but totally worth it. Um, and then I think... I think there are some impossible tasks to outsource. I say that if you're scaling a business and you're getting a lot of people in, that's a different conversation. But if I'm talking to you because you sit on a desk and you run a desk, then I think there are some specific tasks there that you really don't want to out, um, outsource or get assistance on because it's your discerning eye, it's your expertise, it's that, that gut feel you have that you need to be at the coalface for. So things like interviewing candidates, canvassing to your clients, negotiating rates or negotiating contracts, even referencing, I know you, that's one people like to outsource, um, but they are a great networking opportunity. It's, you know, the amount of times I've, I've let references be done by other people and, and it affects the deal. So um, because you don't get the right information or it comes back to bite you in the ass later because he didn't get the right information. I think references are important, um, closing deals, things like that. So I think when your expertise come into play it's not just about the hourly logic you could get anyone to do it but will you close those deals that's what you're here to do so it's about protecting giving yourself as much time to push into the expertise tasks that that you do which is i.e recruiting and the, the main parts of recruiting and then with the hourly rate logic outsourcing as much as you can and just feel good knowing that if they cost less than what you would be making in that hour then you're outsourcing it Things like, even things like mowing your lawn. Who wants to do that? I'd rather actually sit and trawl LinkedIn than mow my lawns. I really would. And so if my, my lawn guy costs, you know, 60 bucks an hour and I'm going to sit here and make 380 bucks an hour, I'll sit here, thanks, with a latte. So that's hopefully answered uh, the question of, of what to outsource and what to do yourself. If anything, it puts you on a, on, a, on a thought process to really kind of look at the tasks that you have ahead of you or in your mix and, and just see which ones you might be able to outsource, which ones you might need to do um, and, 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 and feel good knowing that it's going to cost you less than the amount you're going to make. That's all we have time for you today. If you got anything out of it, please like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. Really love seeing this thing grow. As always, have an amazing day. and May all your deals come true.